Six ways to thank your audience. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You might think your audience should thank you for all the work you put into your podcast, but how often do you thank them? Even though this episode was published around Thanksgiving in the United States, I suggest practicing thankfulness at all times of the year and in every episode. So here are six ways to thank your audience. If you would like to review these notes or share this episode with someone who would benefit from it, then please tap or swipe inside of your app to get to the notes or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash thankyouraudience. Number one, adopt a perspective of gratefulness. Yes, it's true that you are sharing your time and your talents with your audience, but dwelling on that too much might lead you to feel entitled or not appreciate what your audience is already giving you, their time and attention, and maybe even more than that. So instead, look at everything through the perspective of gratefulness, remembering that your audience is made of real people. Just imagine having all of them in a room at the same time. And wow, just that alone might make you feel grateful for whatever size audience you have, whether it's 10 people in the same room week after week, episode after episode, 10 people there to listen to you. Maybe it's a hundred, maybe it's a thousand, maybe it's tens of thousands of people. Imagine all of them there and realize how grateful you would be for that. Imagine all of them were close friends cheering for you and wishing you the best and trying to do their best to support you. Wow, what gratefulness that could inspire. So adopt a perspective of gratefulness. This is the number one most important thing. You can always find something to be grateful for. There's a scriptural principle. In all things, give thanks. That doesn't mean to be thankful for all things, but no matter what's happening in all things, even if you're in the worst situation possible, to still find ways to be grateful in the midst of that hardship. This is so important because it shapes your perspective on so many other things in life and in your podcast as well. Adopt a perspective of gratefulness. Number two, say thank you. I know, it seems like so profound, so straightforward. This is the thing we tell our kids. Hey, say thank you. What do you say? Thank you. And all of that. But those two simple words, thank you, do carry a lot of weight. And I don't know about you on this, but at least for me, it also seems a lot more meaningful to say or hear those two words, thank you instead of merely thanks. Now, maybe that's just a perspective thing, but it kind of feels like thanks is a little bit of a shortcut, and I'm not saying that's inappropriate, but it feels like by making it two words instead of one, you're expressing your thanks a little bit more, and then you have two words to express it instead of only one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Try saying thank you more often and with more genuine emotion behind it, especially when you're thanking someone who listens to your podcast or watches your podcast if you do video. Let them hear it in your voice. Let them see it in your body language. Thank you. Here in the Audacity to Podcast, I like to make thank you the first things I say in each episode. You heard it in this episode. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. And I also try to make it the last thing you hear when I say thanks for listening. 
I've never tried to measure what difference that actually makes, if any. I only feel it is important that this is the first and last thing you hear from this podcast instead of my asking you for something. Like the last thing you hear is my saying, hey, remember to share this podcast or please give this a rating and review. Bye. Or something like that. Instead, I'm thanking you because you took time out of your day to listen to this episode with whatever a level of attention you're able to give this episode. And I'm thankful for that. So that's number two. Say thank you. Number three, share, use, or acknowledge your audience's feedback. One of the biggest ways to make your audience feel special is when you include them in your podcast in some way. Sharing their feedback from emails, comments, podcast reviews, like you can use the service I created, mypodcastreviews.com, to collect those reviews. You could have voicemails and, and more stuff like that, feedback from your audience. And sharing that in your podcast help validate your audience's thoughts and feelings. And it makes them part of the podcast with you instead of merely consumers of the podcast. Plus, it often makes them feel like a celebrity and more loyal to you and your podcast because they've been seen, we could say, and their name has been mentioned to others. Their feedback read, their comments shared, it's been validated not only directly to them, but to a much broader audience. If that feedback contains suggestions or critiques, you could test those ideas and try them in your podcast to see if they work or talk about them with your co-hosts. You could thank your audience for those suggestions and critiques, even if you do nothing with it. Thank them for the time they took to share those things. That's a really good thing when you receive negative feedback is to still recognize, wow, even though this person was extremely nasty to me or said some things that hurt me or whatever it was, you can still thank them for taking the time to share what mattered to them and acknowledge that. You can do that privately. You can do that publicly in your podcast. Even if it was a troll or someone who said some terrible things to you, you can say, we got this email from someone and we're not going to share it. It was a little hurtful, but we're still thankful that they took the time to share their thoughts with us or whatever way that you think is appropriate and respectful in your podcast. And even if you can't share the feedback in your podcast, like the feedback might not be worth sharing. Maybe it's not really good feedback. Maybe it's completely off the wall. Maybe it is feedback that you just can't share because you don't agree with it or it doesn't fit your content or something like that. But even if you can't share it, for whatever reason, simply mentioning and thanking the people by name can mean a lot to those people and the rest of your audience. We used to do this with our TV after show podcast about ABC's Once Upon a Time. There would be times that I would receive feedback from people that contained theories that just wasn't worth entertaining. It wasn't really well thought out. It wasn't really well presented. Or maybe we received a lot of emails about the same thing. We didn't have to read every one of those emails, but we could simply say things like, yeah, we received emails about this from Joe, Mary, Susan, Sally, Bob, and we're really grateful for those emails. We didn't have to read them, but we acknowledged them and acknowledge their relevance to the podcast, and they became part of the podcast in that way, and giving them credit for providing those ideas, providing those thoughts, anything like that. So share, use, or acknowledge your audience's feedback as you can in your podcast, and also directly to the audience member who sent it. Number four, host live events. Have you considered doing live events with your audience, even 
if you don't get a podcast episode from it. Yeah, your live events don't always have to be podcast recording sessions. They could be those. They could also be in-person meetups. They could be live streaming engagement with your audience. You could sell tickets to something. You could make it free. It's really up to you. But inviting your audience to be with you in whatever capacity that is makes them part of your in-group, we could say, or your inner circle. And it helps foster community among your audience so they get to know each other and they also get to know you and you get to know them. It also gives you a great opportunity for you to personally and directly thank your fans, including, if it's in person, eye contact and friendly physical gestures, shaking hands, hugging, fist bumps, pats on the shoulder, whatever is appropriate for your situation. So consider hosting some live events. Number five, offer fun activities. I see some podcasters ask about ways to celebrate particular milestones, and usually that's around episode numbers like 100, 200, 500, stuff like that, or anniversaries, like the podcast is one year old, it's five years old, whatever. And I suggest that any such celebration should focus on giving back to the audience instead of focusing on yourself. So don't make your 100th episode be all about you and how great you are and how great your podcast is and all the best stuff from your podcast. Make it about your audience in some way. Focus on them. It's okay to not celebrate particular milestones. You could just mention it and move on. Or maybe some of your audience has recognized that this milestone is coming up. So you mention their feedback, thank them for their congratulations or their celebration with you, and then you move on. You could also do things either as part of those milestones or completely separate from the milestones. You could do fun things like hosting a contest, a giveaway, some kind of online game, or anything else that will be fun for your audience to participate in. Now, just make sure that you're familiar with local laws about these things and what's different from a giveaway and a contest and Like giveaways, there should be no cost to enter, that kind of thing, no purchase necessary. A contest is usually something that involves some level of talent to accomplish something, but please make sure you look into local laws for that because there are certain things where essentially if something turns into a sweepstakes or a lottery of some sort, then you could be in some deep legal trouble, potentially, depending on certain things. So just please familiarize yourself with that. One of the things that I remember doing with our audience for that Once Upon a Time podcast several years ago was around Halloween, I said, we're going to have a costume contest and send us your pictures. It can be up to, we gave them several weeks that they could send in their pictures just in case they wanted to do it just for the sake of doing it. It didn't have to be a Halloween thing, but we did it around the Halloween time because we knew some people would be trick-or-treating as these characters and dressing up as such. So we gave them plenty of time to participate. And we asked for their photos of dressing up or putting on makeup or something as one of the characters from the TV show. And what we put up as a prize for that would be a free DVD or Blu-ray of one of the seasons of the TV show. And the winner for that, and we made it a thing where everyone could vote on the winner. And the winner was amazing how well they did it. They looked like they could have played a younger version of the character from the show, and and the character in particular was Rumpelstiltskin from Once Upon a Time. They went all out on makeup, on coloring their hair, and the costume, on everything. It was amazing. And so they totally deserved that prize and that recognition. It was a fun thing because everyone else got to see 
other people's creativity. They got to try and be creative, like someone grabbing their red leather jacket to try and dress up as the main character, Emma, or something else like that. And it brought out a lot of fun, a lot of ideas, some friendly competition, and it was a fun activity with our audience. So look for ways that you can offer fun activities like that. And that's a way of giving back or giving more to your audience and a way of thanking them for their support, their participation in the community. And number six, never stop thanking your audience. These ways to thank your audience shouldn't be something you do once or only at special times like milestones or anniversaries or anything like that. But this should be something you always do and never stop. That doesn't mean you have to have a contest every episode, but do it frequently. And especially look at these other things like saying thank you frequently in every episode. Make it a habit to express your gratefulness. Regularly find new ways to serve and engage your audience. And always remember that they chose to listen to your podcast. This is something that separates podcasts from radio. It's not like on the radio you turn it on and Unless you change the station, you have to listen to what's on at that time. Well, that's the way radio works is whatever station you switch to, that's what you have as the option to listen to. You jump in maybe at the middle of a show and you're listening to what they're choosing to play for you. Music, talk, news, whatever it is. That's what you get. A podcast is different. People choose to listen to podcasts or watch podcasts. They usually start at the beginning as well. And they can also choose to not consume that podcast. So keep that in mind and never stop thanking them. Even if your podcast is a business venture to raise profit for yourself and profit being P-R-O-F-I-T, popularity, relationships, opportunities, fun, income, or tangibles, and you're trying to raise that for yourself, always be thankful for the audience you have and the time and attention they give you. Adopt that spirit of gratefulness. Never stop thanking your audience. So again, these six ways to thank your audience are, number one, adopt a perspective of gratefulness. Number two, say thank you. Those two little words go a long ways. Number three, share, use, or acknowledge your audience's feedback. Number four, host live events. Number five, offer fun activities. And number six, never stop thanking your audience. Try it today. See how it changes your attitude as well as maybe improves the engagement with your audience. If you'd like to share this episode with someone else or review the notes, please go to the audacitytopodcast.com slash thank your audience. Now, here's some time-sensitive information, although this is available year-round. If you're looking for podcasting deals, like you're in the market for some good prices on podcasting tools, whatever that is, software, hardware, training, information, anything like that, check out the podcasting deals alerts that I do. You can subscribe to an email list to receive email alerts. Get ready for heavy email alerts if it's near a holiday. You can go to podcastingdeals.com for the email alerts. You can follow Podcasting Deals on Twitter or join the Podcasting Deals Facebook group. All three of those options are available on that site, podcastingdeals.com, as well as for the notes in this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash thankyouraudience. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go start and grow your own podcast for passion and profit. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast, and thank you for listening. And I mean that. Thank you.